Episode 40 of the Geek Heart Games Podcast. I am your host, Cody Tietrich, alongside my friend, Sam Suvak. Sam, how are you doing this wonderful day? I'm doing all right. It's been a, it's been a crazy day. A wonderful day? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's had its up points. Um, had, a, had a weird situation this afternoon. Uh, my sister called me in a panic. She said her house was flooding and I needed to go over there with the water key to help her shut the water off. And as you were just talking about this and you're like, what's a water key? So yeah, I've never heard of this. This is this is very important for anybody who lives in a house, and I don't care if you own or if you rent that house. If you live in a house, you need to have a water key, okay? So what the water key is is you've got a water meter probably out somewhere in the front yard by the street, mm-hmm. and that controls the flow of water. So let's say, like my sister. Uh, the bathroom sink, this little pipe, it's like some glue comes undone, this pipe just disconnects and water starts shooting everywhere, okay? Uh, you're going to want a way to turn that off. And you can't just like go to that water meter and like turn it off by hand. You need to have this contraption that's called a water key and you just stick it on there, hook it on, turn it, and you turn the water off. And then you're safe to fix your plumbing issues. Um so yeah, it's just like a, it's kind of like a T-shaped thing. Just got handles up here for you to get your mm-hmm. leverage. And then it just has the little bottom part that hooks on to the meter just the right way to, yeah. to turn it on and off. But uh, anyone who lives in a home, you should have one of those because you do not want to have a sudden plumbing issue and just not be able yeah. to turn the water off. I mean, you're looking at a possibly a midnight trip to Home Depot to try to find a water key to get this water shut off. Um, so my sister... I mean, she's my older sister. She should know better. Like, she should have known to have a water key at her house. I don't know. I don't know. We failed as a family, apparently, because we didn't make sure all <laughs> members of the family had a water key. Um, but yeah, I was I was glad. Hey, you know, huh. Christmas is coming up. Perfect stocking stuff for his water key. Well, here's what I did, Cody. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to leave this water key over here because obviously you need one. And on the way home, I'm like, I'm going to Home Depot to get me another water key because I am not comfortable being in my house at all without having a water key just in case because you never know when a plumbing issue is going to arise. So it's good to have. And they're like 10 or 15 bucks at Home Depot. So just get one, have it. For emer- it's for emergencies. It's like insurance. You just you just want to have it when you need it. So let that be a lesson. You heard to it you. here first. <laughs> Ecar Games. We support the Water Key Foundation. <laughs> have one. Definitely. All right. Well, Sam, it's been an exciting week this week. Uh, so been living under a rock. The Game Awards happen, and the kind of funny games showcase happen. Lots of exciting news and games. So much excitement. Uh, so much. And so much to cover from the Game Awards that we're going to forgo our games we've been playing. So next week, we'll have a nice media episode of everything we've been playing for the past two weeks. But we need to talk about what's going on with the Game Awards and kind of funny game showcase because it was crazy. It was amazing. Well, and I feel like it's the right time to do this special episode because this is episode 40 for us, the big 4-0. That's, yeah. I mean, it's just like kind of a random number, but it seems like a big deal. And I'm excited about it. I didn't realize until Cody said that we were starting episode 40. I was like, man, that's exciting. We've been doing this a long time. You know, yeah. we're only 12 episodes away from a year. So yeah. 
Well, it's pretty crazy. It's weird because like 50 is going to be a milestone too, just because 50 is such a good number. But then yeah. 52 is the year mark. So I don't know. It's exciting. We just got lots of excitement coming our way. So yeah. yeah. And the rest of this month is going to be busy, busy, busy for us. So we're really excited. Yes. All right. But we need to talk about some Game Award stuff. Um, so we're going to run down the winners. And then we'll go over the world premieres and what they showcased. And, you know, we'll just touch on some cool stuff that happened. Because there were a lot of cool things that came up during this. So they kind of started the Game Awards off with a pre-show. Um, which is weird because they didn't advertise there was going to be a pre-show. I think they just called it this because they were like, hey, we got 30 minutes. We need to fix some stuff. Well, I'm pretty sure they did this last year, too. I think last year was the first I year so. I watched it. So, But I think they always have like a 30-minute pre-show. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, it's it's really, it's it's the same show. Uh, yeah, it's, I, it's Jeff Keeley the whole time as the host, and it's just like I don't know why it's called a pre-show because really it's the show too. I don't know. It's yeah. fine. So uh, we're not going to go over every award because there's just some stuff we're not educated on, like uh, you know, best esports team. Like we're we only we only watch Overwatch here. We don't yeah. League of Legends. What is that? <laughs> um, so the first one that came up that was, I was really really interested in was Bex Action Game. And that went to Dead Cells, uh, which is, you know, it's an indie game. It won against a lot of AAA yeah. games. So I was like, good for Dead Cells. Uh, that's really cool there. Um, and I really need to play that game because I, I meant to buy it on the Switch and I never did. So this is kind of giving me incentive because it's on sale. So yeah, I was just about to say there's a lot that. of sales. There's a game award sale going on almost every platform pretty much. Uh, Steam, Nintendo eShop, Xbox Store, and PlayStation Store. So yeah. You could probably pick those up probably till I think the end of next week is when it ends. So I don't know, but you better jump on it because you don't want to miss out. Yeah. There's some really good deals there. So yeah. yeah. All right. Say, why don't you tell us what one next? So next we had best RPG. Big winner there, Monster Hunter World. How excited were you, Cody? I was excited, but also I was like, oh, that, that really sucks for you, the RPG people. Because, like, last year, they didn't even announce RPG, like, on the show, really. Right. They just, like, passingly said it. Yeah. And, like, everyone was like, what the hell, guys? Um, and then Monster Hunter World, like, it's an <laughs> RPG, but it's not really an RPG. So I was like, okay, I feel bad for you guys. Um, but, There's you like, know, Monster Hunter World yeah. winning was really cool. Yeah. Because yeah. I love that game. Uh, and they... Uh, they announced that they're going to have some stuff to announce very soon. And uh, I think, actually... This podcast comes out on the 10th, right? Yeah. And that day, uh, they're going to announce some more stuff for Monster Hunter World. So that's pretty cool. Hey, so keep your keep your ears tuned for some... Ex- I don't, that wasn't a good... I don't know how I'm saying. Keep keep your eyes glued to Twitter. Your eyes peeled, maybe. your ears... I don't know. Yeah. Something. Just, you know, look for it, guys. It. <laughs> oh... <laughs> So next up, we had Best Esports went to Overwatch, which uh, I think is, you know, they had a really good year with the Overwatch League yeah. and the Contenders League. So, like, good for Overwatch. They definitely deserve another reward there for that. Um, yeah. But, yeah. All right. Next, we came to Best Narrative. And this was the first in a long line of awards for Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll 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 talk about that as we go on. Uh, yeah, and we'll come back because this is one of the categories that was in our predictions. We predicted. Oh, yeah. I can't talk. We predicted five categories last week. So after we get done, we'll tally up our results from there and see who the big winner was. So, uh, 
And then after Best Narrative, we had the Industry Icon, which went to Greg Thomas. Um, he's been working with 2K Sports for a very long time. Uh, he's he's uh, designed a lot of the uh, sports games you've played over the years. So that was really cool. Um, they honored him. He brought up his uh, his coworker and his brother, who's been working with him for a long time as well. So that was really nice to see. Um, I, I like the Industry Icon. I think it's a I think it started last year, and it's it's a nice little award for them to give out. Yeah. Um, so after that, they did, well, actually, okay, we're gonna, they did this thing called Global Gaming Citizens, where they were giving recognition to different people in the gaming community who are doing different things, and they kind of spaced them out uh, throughout the night. But we're just going to talk about them all at once, because that's how we took our notes. So <laughs> first, <laughs> first up, they had Steven Spawn from Able Gamers, and he he and that organization uh, do work with gamers with disabilities and making games more accessible for people. And like they helped uh, Xbox, they gave input for the adaptive controller that they built for stuff like that. And so, and they worked with trying to get um, different gaming uh, paraphernalia controls. Uh, what's the external, uh, what are the, I don't know what I'm working for, but just the, the peripherals to, to help people okay. uh, be able to game. Um, so they recognized him and they recognized a woman named Sadia Bashir. And I apologize if I'm saying these names wrong. Um, uh, she's from Pakistan and she developed the Pixel Art Gaming Academy. Um, I should have taken more notes on that one, but I forgot. Uh, I believe the, that game academy, uh, works with young girls That's to I help thought. them learn, uh, coding and stuff, you know, yeah. it gives them an opportunity, uh, to have something they usually that's not something generally a lot of young girls get to work with and so she created that academy so that they could yeah um, so that's really cool and then third we had Luol Mayen who is from South Sudan and he you know he grew up not having much and he talked about how his mom like saved for three years to buy him a computer and he taught himself to code and he started using like game development as a way to help bring peace and like just make people uh there was a game called salam i think that he developed that was just like working i don't know i don't remember what it it's... was it looked, it sounded really cool though salam it means peace yeah. in sudan and it's a game where you're supposed to stop bombs from hitting the city yeah. and so he used this in the refugee camps in uh sudan and it really helps like that area you know, they, he wants to bring peace to the world. And so he founded this company and he developed these games that are focused on like teaching peace to areas where peace is not very readily available. So yeah. it's it really cool. Just showing um, another perspective to people who, who aren't as familiar with that because they grew up in a war area. So, yeah. yeah. So those were. And this is, this is a newer category because like I think last year they had the, uh, not, not content creator, uh, game influencer. Mm -hmm. And like Dr. Disrespect one. Um, and I think the issue is, is that you have so many different people in that category. They had like, you had content creators, but you also have Steven Spawn last year was mm -hmm. in that. And it's just like, we need to be able to recognize content creators separately from people who are working with the games industry. And so yeah. this was a really nice way to recognize three people. Um, and I really hope they bring that back next year. Cause it's yeah, really cool. It was really cool. Uh, and so after all that, we have Best Performance went to Roger Clark, um, which I was excited for because he played Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, and he got on stage and, man, he like I was like, okay, is he doing the Arthur Morgan voice on purpose? And no, that's just that's how he sounds. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, 
it's really cool. Um, because like that, you didn't you didn't play Red Dead Two, I did, yeah. and well, you didn't play long. Um, and the character like growth and like the range of emotions that Arthur has in that game is just amazing. And Roger Clark like really killed it. Um, so I was really I was really happy about that. Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere somewhere probably around here, it's like I started to get my bad attitude about Red Dead winning stuff. I was like, man, I was getting real cranky yeah. during these awards, but we'll get to that yeah. later. So that's fine. That's fine. Same oh, was just that you didn't really silent anytime Red Dead Redemption 2 won. Okay. No, and I think okay. a lot of other people were too because yeah. there was a joke on Twitter about like, and the best mobile game goes to Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, no, yeah, actually the next one that I had written down was best score music, which went to Red Dead Redemption 2. And they also won the award for best audio design. So at this point, we're going, I'm like, man, these awards have been coming out for a while. God of War hasn't made a peep yet. Um, I was I was getting a little disappointed. Yeah, I was getting a little, I was like, a little worried. I was like, oh, no, this is uh, looking like a Red Dead Redemption 2 night. Um, yeah, <laughs> which it's a great uh, game, and it deserves everything yeah. it won. But, and actually, I don't know if, if we were going to talk about this later, but... Uh, there was a musical performance later in the show where they got, I guess it was one of the, one of the bands, it was like two bands together that uh, made some music for Red Dead and they did a performance and it was amazing. And I mean, you hear that and you're like, you know what, this, this is really good. It's really cool. And, you know, they definitely well, deserved every award that they won. So, but yeah. Next up, we got Best Mobile Game, which went to Florence. Um, some of y'all may remember, if you've been with us for a while, that we covered uh, Florence in one of our earlier podcasts. Uh, it's a really beautiful game about uh, dating and breakups and where you can take your life after a breakup. Um, and so I was really happy with this one. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't really play a lot of the other mobile games, so I was like, hey, come on, Florence. Like, you deserve this. Like, it was really beautiful. Um, so, yeah, good, good to Florence. Yeah. Um next up i guess we'll have a two for here so it's fine no i got it i got it um so we had streamer i think that was the category it was best streamer or best creator content, content creator? creator of the year okay they went to ninja obviously that was yeah, not really a big surprise so that was fine um but yeah but then after that we've got best esports player and this went to sonic fox which his real name is dominic mclean mclean um and let me just tell you guys sonic fox is fantastic i love this it was so adorable so he gets up and he was sitting there he has his like furry outfit on but he wasn't wearing his sonic fox head because i'm assuming he's sitting there and people behind him would not be able to see the stage if he had his head on so he didn't get to wear it there but as soon as he got up he put his, his sonic fox head on and he went up and you know he's making his speech and he was just getting so emotional about it because he was so excited about winning this and he was so nervous uh he eventually took his his uh his head back off to talk um but yeah, and he's he's just going, and then just in the middle of it, he's like, "Oh yeah," and also I'm super gay, and like went on to thank like everyone in the LGBTQ plus community that supported him and just everything. And he's just been like, Twitter is blown up about this just because like it's so great to see someone you know standing up for for who they are and and just being out there with it. And it was incredible, and I loved it. I thought he was adorable. Um, this is one where the speech probably went pretty long because you were telling me somebody posted on Twitter that 
in the teleprompters, there would be like a nice little, please wrap it up when like the speeches started to go too long. So, uh, but yeah, he was and up there for a while. And then eventually just evolved to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. If, if you go too long, they drop the please. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was great. I enjoyed that. But um, what's up next, Cody? Next up, we got Best Independent. And it also won Games for Impact, and this is Celeste. Um, and I thought this one was really cool because uh, they had the, like the entire team pretty much, except for like three people, come up on stage. And the guy accepting was like really sweet. He was like, "Hey, like if Celeste got you out of a dark place, like that wasn't the game. That was you." And I was like, "That's, that's a good fucking speech right there, man. Like, good job." <laughs> it was really um, good. It's got me a little choked up just thinking about it again. It was <laughs> it was really good. And they were just like yeah. the most adorable group of people up there. Oh yeah. So there was cute. somebody walked up with a Hello Kitty camera, was like taking pictures of the crowd, and I was like, "All right, that's pretty yeah. cool." Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, all right. Now, now we're getting into some stuff because next we had best game direction, and it went to God of War. Oh yeah. Which also won best action adventure game as well. It did. Um, yes. So, so two awards there. Uh, very and like. We'll talk about this in a second after we do the best ongoing game. Uh, speaking of which, best ongoing game was Fortnite. No shock there. No surprise. Like, tremendous year for Fortnite. Um, they dropped a bunch of stuff during the uh, Game Awards for Season 7 to just launch for them. So, like, good for them. Uh, the guy came up on stage and was just like, we love making this game. We love mm -hmm. developing it. We hope, like, people are happy with it. Um, so, yeah, like, good, good on Fortnite. They had a great year, and they definitely deserve best ongoing game. Yeah. Then, so next up, to... real quick. Okay. So when Corey Barlog went up on stage for best game direction, you could definitely tell he thought that was it. Like he was like, "There's no way I'm winning anything else here," because he was like, "Oh shit, I said I wouldn't cry." Because I think he thought like this is the award I'm getting, and I'm happy with that. So Sam, what won the big one? It was time for game of the year. And God of War won. And I was so excited when it happened. Like, I couldn't even believe that it happened. I was just like, oh my God, this is so great. Like, I, uh, I'm getting a little emotional again about it. I don't even know why. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a great moment. And I was so happy for them. So. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's definitely deserved. Uh, I think Red Dead is a great game, but like, God of War is tremendous. And what yeah. they did with the series that was in a completely different place a couple years ago and how evolve Kratos as a character and how beautiful that story was like good on God of War like it was amazing yes uh, yes so yeah so those were the game awards Sam tell us how we did with our predictions alrighty just a little refresher here so the, f the first category that we did was best music Cody you said it would be Celeste I said it would be Octopath Traveler we were both wrong it was Red Dead that's fine uh, we said the best art direction. Uh, you said it would be Red Dead. I said it would be God of War. Apparently we didn't talk about this one, but it was the return of the Obra Dinn. They won that award oh, yes. for best art direction too, which that's, it's a pretty cool looking game. Uh, so we didn't, we're not doing, we're not off to a great start here. Okay. Uh, we did best narrative. You said God of War. I said Red Dead. So I finally got a point cause it was Red Dead. Yeah. Now for ongoing, we both said Fortnite, which, you know. That obviously one that was that was a no brainer. So we both got that one, and then game of the year we both said it was going to be Red Dead. So we we did really we bad, did terrible. We did horrible on these predictions, but I still won because I got right. two to one. 
Ah. It was just for fun. So, yeah. It's fine. We had a good and, time. You know, the Game Awards are not just about the awards, Sam. They're definitely not. They're about the premieres, the world premieres, showcasing all these beautiful games. So, why don't you start us off? Let's talk about this Sayonara Wild Hearts game. This thing looked amazing crazy. So it's like yes. a it's like a pop music game. I think it's like something that just showed on the screen. And then it's these kind of... I, it almost seems like if you could say muted neon color scheme. But that's yeah, that accurate. Yeah. It's weird, but yeah. yeah. Um, and it seems to be like some type of like running game. Like you're constantly moving. But also, you're on motorcycles. There seems to be some type of combat. And you're playing at, as what appears to be, these badass women in bands also that are also oh, yeah. motorcycle chicks because uh, they're introducing different characters, which I guess are different bands that you can play as. And I think one was like the Dancing Devils and one was the Howling Wolves and stuff. And then there were just different ones that they were showing and they all looked really cool. And there's fun music playing at the same time because it's like this pop music um and so like i don't i really don't know it, it might be some type of rhythm game but then also the running i don't know i have no idea like what this an game. rpg rhythm game is what i was getting kind of yeah we really yeah. don't know other than the fact that it looks awesome and it sounded yeah, awesome it was very beautiful so yeah. we yeah we're, we're looking forward to that but uh there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of details on that one yet although it is coming to switch i believe was a platform it listed as Unless so that I was on the pre-show. Yeah. And then we moved on to the actual show. Did you have anything else in the pre-show that happened that you were excited for? Was the Stanley Parable in the pre-show? Yes, it was. Okay, I didn't I mark where the pre-show ended. So the Stanley Parable, um, <laughs> it, I think this one might win for funniest trailer uh, at the, at the yeah, show. Yeah, it was pretty good. So it has this narrator talking, which I guess the Stanley Parable, it's a, it's a game that's been out for a while on PC. Uh, it's getting a new release on console and it's getting new endings and some new content that will be available on all platforms. Um, but basically, I think it's just this, it's a walking simulator and this narrator is talking to you and the things you do can either like make the narrator like you or hate you. I don't know. So there's weird stuff going on, but he's a really funny narrator. And so he was talking about all this excitement from when the Stanley Parable first came out and how they were like so excited for it and they thought it was going to do great at the Game Awards. And then like they had this montage from the Game Awards where like everything went to The Last of Us that year and they were like, yeah. oh no. So they go through the whole trailer and they're like, yeah, we're so excited. This is coming out in 2019. This is our year. We're finally going to get some awards. And then he's like, oh, wait, what's that? Last of Us 2 comes out in 2019. <laughs> and it was just like the perfect little stinger to it. It was yeah. so funny. Um, so yeah, I think, and Jessica, my friend from Bishima Alpha, she had told me that I should play this game and I never really looked into it. But now I think I'll probably wait until it comes out on PS4 and then maybe check that out because it looks, looks like it'd be fun. So. Yeah, it was really funny. All right. And so then the show began and... Cody lost his fucking mind because I was like, what's about to happen? So uh, Jeff Keighley is like, I'm proud to introduce uh, Sean Layden from PlayStation, Phil Spencer from Xbox, and Reggie Philomay from Nintendo. And they came out on stage and I was like, oh, we about to get a cross-play announcement? Like, is it finally <laughs> happening? Did Jeff Keighley sign a peace treaty? Like, what's happening? 
that's not what happened. Uh, they just like introduced and they talked about how like they're committed to designing games for the community and how like how much games have changed people's lives and how beautiful gaming is. And I was like, this is a really nice like come together moment. And like you know, like there's corporate reasons that these companies may never work together. Like yeah. PlayStation never work with the other two, but like at least they can come together on stage here and be like, video games are awesome. This is what we're here for. Let's celebrate it. And I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah. And like when, when he was introducing him, Jeff Keighley was like, you know, this whole thing is about celebrating games and bringing people together and just having a good time. So it, it was, pre- it was a really cool moment. So Cody, you said you yeah. got the goosebumps when they. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, Sam, I don't know what's, I don't know what's about to happen, but I got the goosebumps. Like I was freaking out. It was so cool. It was, um, it was cool. It was really cool. Um, later, at one point, I'm just going to say this now before I forget, uh, Jeff Keeler was inter- interviewing just Phil Spencer. I don't even remember what it was about, but he had this, uh, Phil Spencer had a little X, uh, Xbox logo, like, lapel pin, and I just saw the X, and like, mm, my stupid brain, I was like, is that the X-Men logo? Is he going to say something about the X-Men? <laughs> then I'm like, no, that's the Xbox logo. What a, uh, what a X-Men. <laughs> I got real excited. Oh. But speaking of... The X-Men. Cody, why don't you tell us what happened next? So, I, we got, they did a couple awards. They did the best narrative and a couple other small rewards. And then they bounced back to Jeff Keighley. And he's like, this night is all about world premieres. And here's one you've never seen before. No, this, no like, he, okay. he said this is something that you never would have seen coming. Yeah, that's what I was. And I was you like, yes, coming. that's true. And so it starts, and this woman's talking, and then they show Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy, and they kind of start going through, like, all these Marvel characters. I'm like, okay, this must be, like, they're porting over, like, there's, like, a couple mobile games for Marvel. I'm like, oh, they're porting on mobile game Because the Nintendo Switch logo happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Nintendo Switch game, cool. Maybe this is Metroid. Then Marvel starts, started happening. And I was like, okay, this is probably just, like, a mobile game they're porting to Switch. Uh, and so we're going through all these different teams. Like, you got the Avengers, really. like, And then... Wolverine shows up and I about lost it. I was like, what's about to happen? Because the X-Men haven't been in like a console game in so long because of the Fox uh, Disney bullshit. And so I was like, wait a minute. The X-Men are in a console game? What is this? And then I'm watching the gameplay and I'm like, is this like a, like a, a new Marvel Heroes? It looked like Marvel or... Heroes. I was like, what is happening yeah. here? I'm like, I can tell it's and co-op, then, like, man. I noticed the circle around their feet. And I'm yeah. like, that it looks like Marvel Ultimate Alliance. There's no way. Like, there's no way they're doing this. And they keep going. And, like, they focus on the Black Order. Uh, Thanos is, like, elite guard people. And then it shows all the heroes together, like, charging at the Black Order. And I was like, what's about to happen? And then the logo pops up. And it's like, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, Black Order. And I, the hype was real. I was, like, throwing the headset. And I was like, what is happening? This is amazing. Yeah. Oh my God, Seth. I'm getting like my heart's racing right now. Uh, I love the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. My brother and I played those together as kids, and like it was incredible. And like Jeff Key was right. Never, <laughs> Never would have expected coming. this. Yeah. Never would have expected we get a third one of these ever. Never would have expected it's gonna be exclusive to Switch. I was like, what? Yeah. What a deal for Nintendo. Like that's and it's coming in 2019. I am so fucking excited. It's coming in like April, isn't it? Something. It's yeah. not. It's not too far off. I think so. So um, that. I mean, yeah, that blew everybody away. That ooh. was fantastic. That was yeah. really. That was that was the way to start the night off. I was like, all right, cool. Like, 
Yeah. I had my, my freak out moment already. I'm having a good night. <laughs> um, what did you have uh, up next that really excited you? Okay. Next, uh, we had the, the video for Far Cry New Dawn. And I, okay. Cause I, I'm like this mindset. I'm like, okay, it, we don't need another Far Cry game. We just had a Far Cry game this year. I'm like, yeah. well, how are they making another a full game like this soon? I don't know. And then I'm like, and they start it and they're like, yeah, so the bomb went off and now this is the post-apocalyptic world. And I'm like, okay, the last thing we need is another game in a post-apocalyptic world. Like that's every game right now. Why would you do that? And then they yeah. showed this trailer and man, this game looks so much fun, okay? The villains are it's called the twins, and they're these two young women who are just, like, mean as hell. And I don't even know, because there was confusion at first. We were like, are we going to get to play as one of those girls? Like, because that would have been pretty cool, but no, apparently we're not. Um, but it was just chaos, and this world past the bomb uh, has, you know, mutations. There was like a deer with pink antlers and just stuff that looks really cool. And I don't know, man, there's a dog. There's a scene where they're like, you're driving around in the car and the dog's got its head hanging out the window. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh man, yeah, I love a dog. Um, it looks a lot of fun. And I looked it up later. It's only $40. So it seems like it's yeah. not like a, a huge, big, long, full game like you might expect from a AAA. It's more like kind of like Uncharted Lost Legacy was like a, a smaller experience, Yeah, uh, which I think um, is a good choice for it. Far Cry 3 had a similar thing. It was called like Year of the Blood Dragon or something. Okay. So I think they just kind of they're going to use this as like, all right, here's your Far Cry game for a while. We're going to move on to different stuff. So that. Uh, yeah, the forty dollar price tag is really nice. Uh, yeah, because I was like, of, I still don't want to buy this, but like now I'm like, maybe at forty dollars I can buy this because it just <laughs> it just looks like it'd be fun. Yeah. Um, and so next up for me, I have Hades. Um, <clears throat> sorry, sorry. Uh, he's which still, is a new he's still choked up about Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, I'm still choked up for Marvel Ultimate Alliance. <laughs> uh, it's a new Super Giant game from the people who made that's the people who made a uh, Bastion and Transistor, and this game looks really cool. It seems like you are playing as like the god hades but like you're a teenager almost and you're going through this top down uh dungeon crawler uh game the only thing i'm very confused about is i think this is like an in tab like website game because they said like play at a game spot and i'm so confused yeah because it's, it's out now i just can't figure out like is it on consoles? Is it coming to consoles? Is it only on the PC through this web browser thing? It's very interesting. I'm going to look more into it and come back to it. Because I'm going to give it a shot. Because I like the way it looked. I thought the art style was really cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It seems interesting. Uh, it was a weird way to announce a game, I guess. Well, we just need a little more details on how to play it. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but it's cool. Um, so, next up, there's a game called Ancestors, The Humankind Odyssey. And this is a survival game, which I'm not into survival games, but this game, <laughs> you're playing as a monkey, which I think, I don't know why, like, I'm just really excited by that. I was like, this looks awesome. And you're just like, you know, going through the jungle, doing your monkey stuff, trying to survive. And there's a scene where like, you have a little baby monkey on your back that you're carrying around too. And I was just like, man. I don't know. I don't know what this game is going to be about, and I definitely don't like survival games, but it looks really cool. It kind of uh, the way the the guy just described it, and then what they showed in the trailer was like 
it's like two it starts at like two million years ago mm-hmm. and you're kind of working your way forward through like the timeline it's about evolution which i made a joke and i was like it's gonna be some angry parents about this game um <laughs> yeah it's it seems really cool like they had different stuff for like you were, you know, it's in the jungle, like foraging, and then like you were hunting and like fighting, like a saber toothed tiger and stuff like that. And, like it just seems really cool. I was yeah. Like, okay, this is, uh, and this is the guy who made the first Assassin's Creed game, I believe. Oh. So that's really cool. That is uh, cool. That he went on and he founded his own company and is doing this. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, next up for me, I had Atlas, which is from the makers of Ark Survival Evolved, uh, and this is their new survival MMO. Now, the trailer for this leaked like six months ago, and no one knew if this was an expansion to Ark or if it was his own game. And then when Jeff Keeble was announcing it, he brought up that it's he, – he said, I swear, he said it's an expansion for Ark. And then they came out, and they're like, no, it's its own game. It's a survival yeah. MMO, which, you know me, I love MMOs, so I was very interested. And I like Ark, so I was like, oh, survival MMO. Um, it looks like just this amazing, like, fantastical world where you're – they said the premise is you are – trying to conquer this planet um because they said like the map is 2400 times larger than an arc server and an arc server is pretty damn big so i was like holy crap uh there's like giant mythical creatures like there's a giant hydra giant cyclopses and like there's boat combat and like sea monsters and then there's these communities of cities just like all around the world it just seems really cool and I want to know more about it. I think it's going into Xbox One uh, game preview. Yes. Uh, next year. I believe you're right. Yeah, that's what they call a game preview. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm definitely going to be hopping out into that to see what that's about because that looks really cool. Um, yeah. Hopefully and it I... runs a little bit better than Arc because Arc yeah. has some issues running on consoles. <laughs> well, um, when I was watching it, I was like, before we knew what it was, I was like, this looks like a cross between Sea of Thieves and Monster Hunter. Because, like, all yeah. the sailing stuff, it, it looked very Sea of Thieves-ish. And then there were those huge monsters that you were fighting. So it looks like it's going to be pretty interesting. But Yeah, we'll it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, next, I had up Scavengers. So yes. this game, like, it starts up in space on a spaceship. And, like, people abandon ship and go down to the surface. And it's this snowy world. And they're kind of, like, gathering weapons and gearing up. And then it, like... The trailer kind of ends and you're like, what is this game? Because it didn't really show you anything. And it turns out it's going to be some type of. Okay, it said it was a survival shooter co-opetition, which. Yeah, I was like, this dude just made up this fucking word right here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you guys are, you know, working together for some objectives, but you're also trying to do better than your teammates. I don't know. We have no idea what this one's about, really. But it looks cool. So like the team. Yeah, in the teaser, like, you crash down from this, like, ship in space, and, like, you're in these pods. You come out of the pods, and you armor up, and then, like, the teaser cut off, like, as they were walking up to a crater, and there was some kind of, like, crystal formation, almost like, maybe maybe it's, like, an alien. Yeah, it looked like something had crash-landed there. Yeah. And so he said in, when Jeff Keighley was interviewing him, like, the entire point is, like, these are going to be, like, short, fast-paced matches where it's just about surviving with your team against other teams. Um, and so I imagine there's like going to be some PVE kind of stuff where like aliens are attacking. So like it's just kind of almost similar to um, what was that battle royale that was also about killing the uh, the, the demons. I have uh, no idea what you're talking about just now. Not killing demons, but like the banishing, like you banish a spider. And oh, stuff. the shadow hunter. 
No, Shadow something? No. I played I play I was in you played beta. It. Uh, um it's just it's taking an interesting <laughs> twist on survival yeah. games and adding that co-op and then also PvP competition into it. So I think it's it's nice to see some variety in games. And so yeah. I'm I'm interested in it. It looks really cool. I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot whenever it comes to console. So yeah. Uh and next up for me, they played the Anthem story trailer. Oh and yeah. This was pretty cool. Uh, I got some very like Pacific Rim meets Marvel kind of vibes from it. Um, and so, yeah, like they kind of show off who the big bad is. Uh, and he is also in a javelin. And so it's kind of like, oh, so we're fighting. So it's not just a giant big bad monster we're fighting. We're fighting another actual like living character. And I was like, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was new to me because like, you know, you just see people flying around, sh- monsters, the weather stuff that's going on. But now to see that, like, there's an actual person who's your antagonist. Like, I'm like, oh, this is yeah. building up for something really cool. So it was it was and nice. Like, I liked it. In their live streams, they've kind of teased that there is this, like, uh, gang of outlaw javelins called the Dominion. And, like, you'll run into them in the world. And it seems like this guy is leading the Dominion. And it's looking like he wants to take the Anthem uh, machine and he wants to, you know, make the world better. But what does better mean to him versus yeah. what it means to us? So it's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited. Anthem's looking really good. Um, the well, demo yeah. is out in January, and I'm excited. Yeah. That's so what you got, Sam. Uh, next, I wrote down the Crash Team Racing, but I don't care. Are you excited about this? I'm, like, I'm excited for it a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I like Crash. Um, it, it's... It's just a cool thing, like good for people who like love Crash as a kid, and like they're yeah. really just getting all their wishes here. Like I think next up, we're just getting a full blown Crash game, like a new one. So yeah, it's, it's working its way there. So yeah, it's cool. It's another racing game to you know if you don't like Mario Kart, maybe you like this better. Yeah, I feel like if you don't like Mario Kart, you're probably not gonna like this one either. <laughs> good point. Yeah, you're probably not. All right. Uh, uh, what do you? You didn't really like that one, okay. so I was gonna let you go again. <laughs> okay, cool. So next up, we had oh my god. Okay, we had uh, Obsidian Studios announce their new game, and it's called The Outer Worlds, and it's some type of sci-fi adventure RPG. Uh, you yeah. you go like your colony ship. I guess there was a problem, and like all the colonists are still frozen, but like somehow you got defrosted. This weird like professor guy has been helping you. And then you go out into this, uh, well, yeah, outer worlds. I was going to say like outer rim type, uh, settlement on this planet. And it's just been like, kind of like a corporate takeover where there's just like stores and stuff everywhere and like neon advertising and stuff. And, um, I don't really know what you're going to be doing much in the game. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Okay, I don't like the Fallout games too much. Like I like Skyrim, and this yeah. is from like the original guys of uh, who made these. Obsidian is by the original creators of Fallout, um, and so it's a single, po- it's a first person RPG, and like you're going through, and like I was like, okay, this is decent. But, like the story just reminds me a lot of Borderlands in a way, just like a toned down, not over the top Borderlands, because it's like this out, it's this like this outer space, like kind of crazy stuff, but like. I feel like they just took that and like toned it down a little bit. Uh, I I want to see more before yeah. I give a full judgment on it because like yeah. this trailer was interesting, but like I don't know. Yeah, like, the a lot was of very these confusing. like they looked cool, but you're like, but what is the game really about? 
So yeah, yeah. that's fine. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a wait and see for me right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, something I'm very excited for. Uh, Dauntless is announced for coming to consoles in April 2019. So at this point in the show, I was like, man, 2019 is looking stacked. Like we got a lot of games. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dauntless is a uh, kind of a more cartoony version of Monster mm-hmm. Hunter in a way. Uh, you're fighting these giants they call behemoths. Uh, there's different weapon types you can use, uh, and like the combat is definitely more focused on like picking a weapon and using that weapon for certain abilities. Like in Monster Hunter, you can have a giant sword and cut off the tail, but it's not like a priority. In Dauntless, it, it is a priority. You want to do that to weaken the monster. If you don't, it's going to take forever to kill it. But if you can hit it and weaken it, it opens up a weak spot for everyone to hit. And so, like, it's going to be really cool. Um, I imagine this will go to Xbox first just because they have that game preview thing and it can probably get some good testing. Uh, but I'm excited for it. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, I was in the Dauntless beta on PC and it was, I mean, it was decent fun. It was, um, I don't know. I like I liked it better than Monster Hunter, but that's not saying much because I really didn't like Monster Hunter. Uh, but I liked the more cartoony aspect of it too, and it just it seemed easier working against those behemoths mm-hmm. than the monsters. So yeah, it's pretty cool if you like that kind of game. So um, apparently my notes are off because this is where I had Atlas written down. So uh, next they had just like the slightest little teaser for the new Dragon Age uh, game which neither of us are really familiar with yeah. it, but apparently people got real excited about it because, like, the yeah. last game ended on a cliffhanger and there was something neat on this. We don't know. It's fine. We're happy for you guys. Um, oh, so next, after that, there's a game called Survived By, and this is kind of a, a top-down RPG uh, roguelite game. And so you're going around, you've got whatever weapons, you're fighting enemies, you die, and like you've got your little gravestone, and then you're survived by uh, whoever comes next in your family line. So like they were playing with like, I don't know, I don't remember the name, like Matt, the first, and then he died. And so Matt, the second came out. And so it's like, it's a really neat take on it, just because like... You know, in most games, you die and you come back and you try again, but you're the same character. And so it's neat to think about, oh, this is like, my parent just died, so now I gotta go take the reins. And then like, oh, I died, now my kids gotta take it. Um, So, uh, what are you gonna say? I think this is really cool, because also, like, not only is it roguelike, but they also introduce, like, some MMO aspects into it, because you're living in, like, this world with other people. And so it's like, oh, like, get in there and, you know, survive with other people and oh yeah yeah so that's really cool yeah uh, so i was like oh okay and it's also made by digital extremes who also worked on warframe so like that's really cool oh i didn't realize that um, um yeah but yeah it's uh yeah, it's was... on early access right now on steam so i actually I, I downloaded it uh yesterday and i played just a tiny bit of it because like i guess i got in like right before the servers were sh- shutting down for the day uh but it was fun the part that i played and it's got like i got to the part where i died of course and then you can come back and pick like you start with three different class choices like one's got a bow and arrow okay. one's like a mage with a staff and one is more roguelike with like two daggers and then you unlock different like ability cards that you can pick to take with you so you can like you'd probably get a lot eventually and like build your hand. And so you could have different sets that you try for different areas. Um, 
I didn't get to play very much, but it's fun, and I really think you'd like it, Cody. So you should get in on that. Yeah, I'm just going to give it a shot when I get can. can. Yeah. yeah. Can't talk today. Um, so after that, they had Ed Boon come out, and he was going to announce the best uh, sport slash racing game. Um, oh my god! I was like, is... oh, that's weird to have the fighting guy come out and announce the sports. For... This is so great. And then the screen, the everything goes black, and like lightning starts to strike behind him, and it forms the Mortal Kombat logo. And I was like, all right, this is a pretty cool way no, first... to announce the game. Well, first, didn't like that like spiked weapon act like it was like breaking the screen? Oh yeah, they were. It was really when... cool. Yeah, usually when like they were going to announce the uh, nom- nominees, like it would like do this weird thing. And so for Ed Boon to come out, like this, like the chain from Scorpion came through the screen. And I was like, that's a weird. Th-. And then like the lightning hit. And I was like, oh, we're getting a Mortal Kombat trailer right now. That's pretty cool. Um, and this and so they had Mortal Kombat. So it was the best trailer. This I think this whole experience <laughs> wins like best of show because it just it blew me away. And I don't even like Mortal Kombat. So. Uh, so yeah, it's Scorpion fighting Raiden, and like it's ultra gory, uh, so gory. And, like so the Twenty One Savage song playing. It was and, good music. It was such good. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, uh, it's coming next April. Well, I want to well, say. Okay, but let's like hold on. Okay, they're fighting. <laughs> it's so gruesome. Like, uh, I guess I didn't know their names, but I guess Raiden. He was like the glowing red one. That had the red yes. arm. Okay, so he kicks Scorpion, and it looks like his foot just like goes right through him, and he's like just giving him a, a proper beat down, and he uh, smashes his. I mean, he puts his hands on either side of his head and just kind of Im- explodes his head. I was like, dude, this is so gruesome. I love it. And then a new challenger enters the arena, and like I guess this is someone exciting. Who is this, Cody? Who comes? That was in? a Scorpion, but like I guess he came. Back oh, okay. Yeah. So the same guy comes back, but he was in more of a yellow outfit. I didn't recognize him because I obviously don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, he just kind of launches himself at Raiden and just like blows out his whole midriff section. So he's just like a spine and like the top of his body is just there with a spine. And then like he chops his head off and he goes flying and like he flings his, his what did you call it? The hook the, thing? The spike chain. Yeah. Yeah. And- and it goes through his head, and it's just, oh my god. It was so amazing. Pretty sure he goes, get over here, because that's like a signature thing. Um, I don't know, man. Like I said, like I've never played a Mortal Kombat game, but this thing looked so badass that I'm like super hyped for it. I've gone and downloaded Mortal Kombat 10, because it's free on Game Pass, and I'm going to go try that bad boy out. I'm sure it's not going to be anywhere near as cool, but like they did a great job with that trailer. I was super hyped for it. So Yeah. Um. And a bunch of stuff like leaked about that game, like it's coming Nintendo Switch. Uh, mm-hmm. There's going to be a creative character, uh, which is new to the series, like it's never been done before. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, good job, Mortal Kombat, keeping it fresh. Mm-hmm. Cody, why don't you take the next one? So the next thing I have is they've announced Psychonauts Two, which has been like rumored for years. Uh, I never played the first game, but I watched a Let's Play of it, and I really like that game. Uh, so Psychonauts is kind of the story of like this kid who's like an ultra super genius, and he also works uh, for this the Psychonauts. Um, and it seems like the second one is just kind of like take him in some weird places. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for this because like it's been like everyone's like, when are we getting Psychonauts two? They had that VR game. 
and it's just like, all right, this this looks like it's never coming, and then finally here it is. So really good for Psychonauts fans. I don't know anything about it, but it looks good visually. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Oh, uh, then we had a new Rage Two trailer, which I was into. I'm into this game. I'm excited about it. It looks uh, Doom like in its action and just. I mean, it looks kind of similar to the post-apocalyptic world in this new Far Cry New Dawn. So I'm like, this is weird. They're competing against each other now. Uh, but it looks cool. I'm excited for it. You thought the trailer ran a little bit long, but I was into it. So it wasn't really super anything new. Like, you know, we've seen yeah. Rage 2. So uh, but it's it's coming out May 14th. I don't know if that was a if we if that was new. That we just got the release. We saw. Yeah. yeah, but I'm excited for that. So um and oh, can I? I'll do this one too. Is that okay? okay? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Cody was having trouble with his stream, and so he was about to restart it, and then like the whole auditorium goes black. I'm like, Cody, stop! Something's about to happen. Uh, and then like the screen gets all staticky, and then you see Joker from Persona Five, and like you can hear the, the whole the teammates uh, from that game, and they're talking about him infiltrating the, the Game Awards studio and doing all this. And, like, nobody knows what's going on. And then, oh, I'm getting choked up. I'm so excited about this. I don't even know why. Um, but I think Joker's like, no, it's okay. I've got an invitation. And then this envelope goes on the screen, and it has the wax seal. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, what is that? And, like, oh, my God, that's the Smash Brothers logo. It's just like, oh. Like, there are multiple times in this in this night where, it, like, I had to gasp really loud. That was one of them. Uh, but, yeah, so... Uh, Joker from Persona 5 is going to be one of the DLC characters for, for Smash Brothers. And like, I don't know, I like Persona 5 a lot. I'm not excited about Smash Brothers, but like that made <laughs> me really excited. Uh, and just the way that they presented it was so perfect. So I was I was really into that. Yeah. They did a great job. It was so. really shocking because like, I don't think anyone really saw it coming. Uh, there's so many like oh, yeah, that's videos me. out there of like crazy stuff happening. Like, uh, Tim Gettys from kind of funny, like, st- like stood up and like <laughs> threw his hat and his hat hit a beer bottle and fell over uh, Andy Cortez's laptop and ruined his laptop. <laughs> and then they get people like in the crowd who are just like, like jawless at the floor. Cause they're yeah. like, that's what, and well, like, it's really cool. Cause like smash really is like a celebration of video games. Like, yeah. All these characters from different video games are there. And that like, really I've, cool. I've never cared about any of the characters they've announced for Smash. Like, someone's was coming to Smash. I'm like, oh, whatever. But like this one, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. And um, if you guys will remember Persona 5, one of their like main theme songs is like the Never Saw It Coming song. And so like, that's everybody's joke because like all nobody right. saw this coming at all. There were, you know, these were the two big ones, I think, for the Game Awards that just took everybody completely by surprise. So yeah. good on good on them for uh, for everyone involved for managing to keep those secrets because, you know, leaks are all over the place these days, but uh, it, it's it's so cool when you can get a, a truly good surprise in there for people. So, so yeah. Um, uh, I think that was think about that it. that does it for me. Yeah, yeah. so um, those were all the announcements, and then you know, they ended with the game of the year. And I was like, no, Cody, there's there's going to be one more stinger at the end. There's going to be something really, really cool at the end. Just wait for it. And he's like, no, there's not going to be anything. It's going to be over. And I was like, no, really, there will be. And then there wasn't. And I was so disappointed. I was like, come on, give us like one final stinger. But they did not. So it's fine. It was a good show. Um, you know, yeah. it wasn't. I don't know. Um, did you want to talk should... about other moments? Yeah, I think there's some really cool moments like uh, the orchestra the, is 
it's one of my favorite parts. I'm glad they added it last year. Um, and they had Hans Zimmer on the stage at one point. That was really cool. That blew my um, mind. Hans Zimmer like composed the Dark Knight soundtrack. I'm like, this is so amazing. Jeff Keighley, like, he knows some people, you guys, and he's like getting stuff done. Oh my god, he's got all the connections. Um, also, like, they just had, I think they had people from different uh, composers who did different songs from. Uh, the best score nominees because i know they had the woman from celeste she was there in the orchestra and they just they had different people and it was cool seeing all of them come together and they'd composed a new or i i don't know someone should have written down the name composed a new song for the game awards uh theme song and so that was really cool but then just watching them perform uh the little soundtrack sampler for all the nominees for game of the year was so fantastic uh i just love that yeah uh and then they had one of the guys who uh worked on the sound design and music for red dead uh they had him and a couple of the singers from red dead come out and work with the orchestra and they sung a couple of the songs from red dead and like those songs really hit you because they're at for their points in that game where like it's really good uh it's like that's really awesome um what else you got sam well do you want to talk about your favorite musical number (laughs) Oh, oh God! Um, I don't know how you forgot this. All right, guys. <laughs> I am not. I've never played a Devil May Cry game ever, but this song has sold me. Um, I don't. I think I don't know their names. I should know their names. Came out, uh, and they sung Devil Trigger, and like, we should say the dude who was singing was like aggressively whispering, and like. When you listen to an actual like recording of the song on like I was listening on like, Amazon Music, he's not like whispering, like he's actually just saying the words. I felt like he was going for like a dark, like scary tone. Yeah. But like then the woman starts singing and like this is a bop. Like it is amazing. This is the jam. I listened um, to it like forty times. Hold on, this is a bop? Is that what the kids <laughs> yeah. are saying these days? Yeah, the kids are saying it's a bop. You okay. Know? Just All bopping right. around. All right. You dancing. Good to know. Uh I listened to this like forty times at work on Friday. I was like, this is a good song. I I, I fuck with the song. Like it's really good. Um It was really good. And like, I don't know, like I was just like, this is a great song. I'm really into it. <laughs> nice. Um, um so I really liked, because um, you know I like to give out my little awards, so my award for Best Dressed went to Christopher Judge, who is the voice of Kratos oh, yes. in God of War, because he and the actor who plays Atreus were presenting an award together, and so they come out, and uh, Christopher Judge has this suit that's like uh, like sexy women faces, like all kind of like, mm-hmm. it's the same face, but it's all like done in a pattern, and it looks really cool. And then, like, he has this shirt on underneath that, like, you can't really read all of it at once, but, like, I th- I believe it said, gay, straight, boy, girl, purple, green, unicorn, human. And so, like, all the text was in white, and then human was in rainbow colors, and it was really cute. And Cody liked it because it said boy really big there. Yeah, I was um, like, oh. And, like, the ve- one of the best parts was they do the nominees, whatever, and Christopher Judge is like, okay, uh, and the award goes to, and then he's waiting for Atreus to open the envelope and read it, and he's not. He's just standing there being like, you know, whatever. And so he finally goes, but is it, like, read the winner, boy? Do the voice. I can't do it's it. Like, it's like, read it, boy. Yeah. And, like, the crowd it was just like, yeah. Everybody's like, you knew like, it was yeah, happening. Yeah, he's yeah. a boy. 
Broadway. Um, so they were great together. And Christopher Judge, he was just so smiley and like happy. And he just looks like such yeah. a fun guy. And then you're like, this is the guy who played Kratos, who's just like angry and mean all the time. I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> I love seeing stuff like that. Um, so he was best dressed, obviously. Uh, Jeff Keighley gets a ding against him because it appeared that he was wearing some type of low sneaker with no socks. And yeah. I'm not okay with that. He had this nice suit on, no socks. I'm like, oh, why do people do this? So, um, <laughs> what else? I think that might have been everything. I think that's everything. Yeah, I mean, all right. Oh, it was a very good game of awards. Um, I do feel like last year we had like a lot more like exciting, um, like new stuff to be announced and like bigger, uh, newer stuff that we, yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's it's a hard time right now because like obviously PlayStation doesn't want to announce anything. Uh, Xbox wants to like Xbox doesn't probably have anything they can show right now just because mm -hmm. like they just acquired all these new studios. And then Nintendo likes to do their own little direct stuff. So I'm shocked we got that Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 announcement there. Yeah. Like I figured that's something we'd want to save for. But I'm sure Jeff Keighley pulled some strings. Yeah. Um, and, and like we're just kind of revving up for the end of this console cycle. So it's kind of like, what, what can we show and like what's not going to come out in time? Uh, but yeah, like overall, I really enjoyed it. Like I had a blast uh, again and can't wait for next year already. Like it's, and I think like, if this ever happens, it'd be really cool. But I think, like, the ultimate goal I have for Geek Art Games is I would like to be invited to the Game Awards because, like, it just seems like a magical place. <laughs> it's part of the barlog with video games and all entertainment. <laughs> so, yeah. Anything else to say on Game Awards, Sam? No, no but it was, it, yeah, was, it was a good long show. We, were, we kept thinking, like, it's going to go hour and a half, two hours max. It kept going. We're like, dude, this is so long. It's like, it was close to 11 when it wrapped up. And I was yeah. like, oh, God. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, all right. And then we had a nice break on Friday. Uh, and then finally, this morning when we we're recording this, we had the Kind of Funny Game Showcase, which is like a very big celebration of indie games. Uh, we got to throw it out there. Like, the intro to this was fucking beautiful. Exactly. Like, it had content creators and video game developers and just people who play video games and like the ending was like the developers would thank people for playing and then the content creators and players would thank the game developers for developing and creating and like i was getting like really teared up. i was like fuck this is getting me really good guys we both were um, it was so emotional and just so well done because i mean their whole purpose was to you know be a celebration of games and just yeah. like everyone being thankful for everyone and, and recognizing that it's uh, a dual partnership you know we can't play games if there's no one to make them and they can't make games if there's no one to play them so uh yeah. it was it was it was so uh, well sure. done good job kind of funny man yeah very good job to them uh so if you're wondering cody sam what is the kind of funny game showcase i have no idea this was uh so usually every year after game awards we have a psx um where like you know indie games are spotlighted but we also get some big stuff from playstation and playstation decided not to do that this year so kind of funny came together and like let's do a game showcase where we spotlight indie games because they deserve it like in this like it's a very hard market to get your game out there with like nine thousand games dropping on switch xbox and playstation every week like let's get a spotlight so and they had 69 games they, and they just decided to do this last september when playstation announced there was no psx so i mean there was a yeah. pretty short window for them to plan and execute this thing so yeah 
so there were 69 games. We're not going to run down all 69 games because that's a lot. We're going to go through what we were excited for. Um, but we should say, like, this was an amazing uh, presentation. Uh, really funny. Uh, Greg yeah. and Tim were the hosts, and they killed it. Uh, even Nick showed up for a little while there, and it was pretty funny. Nick um, stole the show. He is so funny and just adorable. <laughs> so. Uh, so the first game I have that I was excited for was this game called At Sundown, yep. and they described it as a hide-and-seek shooter. Um, and so pretty much you, there's different like game modes, but the premise is like, if you're in the shadows, no one can see you, so you kind of got to move around and find people. And like if you go down a hallway, you can see somebody. Um, I now and it looks really cool. It yes, it did. And like while I was watching it, I'm like, this sounds cool. But then when I was thinking about it later, I'm like, how does this actually work? Because they were showing footage of kind of funny playing it in a party mode game, and like they're all four right there together. So I'm like, if do you see like? But if everyone sees the same screen, how exactly does this work? Yeah, I think I when like, it comes know. to the couch co-op aspect, there is going to like, it's going to be like <laughs> that whole like old school golden eye. Like, hey, don't don't screen cheat. Don't look at my screen. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I wonder if they have like a mechanic where like if you can't see, you can't shoot them. Like there's no like oh, ricochet okay. rounds to hit around walls. I imagine something like that. Yeah. Um, but it does look really cool. It looks like a nice little fun game. You can get yeah. together with some friends and play. Um, yeah. And so... Yeah, at Sundown. Really excited for that. What you got, Sam? What you excited for? Uh, so next up was a game called After Charge. And this was a game that I heard about. I don't know where I heard about it, but in the last few days I'd heard about it and there was a beta you could sign up for that's happening next weekend and I'd signed up for it. And I was like, okay, I don't know what this game is though. Um, but we saw the trailer for it and it looks really cool. So the premise is like one team is like these invisible, like, robots that are like large i think and then the other team yeah. is not invisible but they have like better weapons and they're trying to stop mm. them from destroying um i don't know they were like these tanks like looking tubes. things yeah 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 there were multiple ones throughout the map um and so it just it, it's a we didn't see a ton of it but it looks like a pretty cool uh competitive multiplayer type game just because you're you're adding in different mechanics for for one side versus the yeah. other so i think it'll be neat i'll be trying it out next weekend so hopefully uh i'll have something to report back on soon so yeah yeah hopefully yeah it was really cool i was excited for it um all right next up for me i have moving out which had a really funny trailer uh and the best way i can describe this is it's like overcooked meets furniture mover um because like <laughs> It's like this old school like trailer where they're like giving a PSA for being a fart, uh, which is a furniture. I can't remember the other ones, but like the first thing is furniture. Yeah. Uh, and so pretty much like you're moving furniture throughout these hazardous situations. Like what one time you're walking through traffic and like you kind of got to make sure the couch doesn't get destroyed by a car. So you got to move it in certain ways. Uh, you're walking across some like logs on a river and like there'll be like little holes. So someone has to jump while the other person moves. It's right just at the right time. And it just really reminded me of like Overcooked, where yeah. like it's it's a team based game where you got to work together. Um, so it looked really funny. Like it was a great trailer, and I was it's like, got okay, good cool. Humor. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's moving out. So I was really, I'm really excited for that. Okay. Um, there's a game called Adam's Ascending, and this is a one man team, and he decided to put together a live action trailer, and you know we were like, okay, so it's this space helmet wearing looking guy who kind of is on a beach and then he goes into like a cave 
and then he comes back out and it looks like he's like repeating things which like maybe in a game you know you die and you come back and you start over uh but it yeah. looked it looked interesting but i was like i don't know this i mean he did a good job on this trailer but i have no idea what this game is really about but then it went into some gameplay and showed it and uh, you sometimes you're flying a ship going around. Sometimes you're on the ground doing things, and it looks really cool. So I'll definitely want to check that one out. But I think this one is actually on Kickstarter. It's not a fully produced yes. game yet. So we yeah. still got time to go and support it. So that's Adam's ascending. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up for me, I just want to give a little spotlight. We played this game a lot. I have Slay the Spire. Uh, it's coming nice. to consoles next year. Um, so that's really cool. It's a uh, roguelike card game where you make a deck of cards built around your character and you go through these different dungeons and like the game is really fun i would really like to get back to it and if when it comes to switch i'm all in because that's definitely gonna be a place to play that game uh so definitely check it out next year if you can yeah and i'm not one this was like the first card game that i ever played that i liked and it helped me get into roguelike kind of games too i was like yeah, yeah this is this is really cool so i highly recommend that um just a couple real quick ones. Uh, there's this game called Golf Blitz, which oh, yeah. <laughs> it also had a live action trailer. And it was like the craziest looking thing. Cause it's like these people dressed up in different things and they're on a miniature golf course and they're just like attacking each other. It's like a full contact sport. I think I yeah. said while we're watching, I'm like, is this a golf battle royale or something? Um, <laughs> but it never really explained like what the game is. Uh, but yeah. I think there's a beta coming for that. So I think I'm going to go try to sign up for that so I can see what the game is. Um, and then we also had something called Motorball, which is like, a again, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know my bits. I know I had a lesson on bits, but I can't tell if this was 8-bit or 16-bit. It's probably 16-bit. Um, but it's 16. 16-bit. But it looks exactly like rocket league but a 16-bit version of it um, yeah and we're like dude somebody's getting sued for this because this looks just like rocket league but yeah very weird choices whatever. so um okay do you want to go uh yeah next i have away journey to the unexpected uh this is a first person rpg where you play as a kid uh and as the developer said you suck at everything Except making friends. So the entire point of this game is you have a shield and a stick, and you can fight stuff off. That's not a good idea. You should go recruit people to your party so you can use their abilities to get further in the world. Um, and so it's like the guy making is French, but they're also using a team in Japan. And he's like, so there's like this Japanese anime vibe to it. And I was like, you're fucking winning me over already. And then he was like, uh, so your main character, you're a kid. And you suck at everything. And I was like, I am sold on this already. Um, <laughs> the first person RPG just looks really cool. Uh, I'm excited for it. Um, some of like, the party people, like, he, there's like a giant dude. Like, he looked like he had a suit made of guns. Like, it was just all different guns. And, like, he was just like, the guy was just like, I don't want to be your friend. And you're like, well, hey, hold on. Like, you know, like, we could work together. And I was like, this is what I'm here for. I'm into it. Like, let's play that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's a way journey to the unexpected. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Um, and then just a, a DLC announcement for Guacamelee 2. They showed um, the, there's a new playable character called Shirtless Arachnid Man, which is voiced by Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. And that's exciting and fun on its own. But then also his dog Portillo 
is playable in the game. And that just blew yeah. me away. It's this little wiener dog and you get to play as him. And it's so cute because like Portillo's kind of like his own little celebrity these days. Because yeah. I mean, everybody loves him. Um, all the kind of funny best friends anyway. So that was exciting. And like, I don't, I played some of Guacamelee 1 and I was like, that's fine. But I'm like, man, I should, I should buy Guacamelee 2 just to be supportive and like get Portillo. <laughs> so <laughs> it was cute. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay, what's uh, next? Next up, I got Sumo. And so it's this like, you're all a bunch of, it's a party game. You're all a bunch of little balls. And the entire point is to roll into people and knock them off the stage. But there's also like hazards on the stage. Uh, so like there'll be tiles that move. Uh, there'll be like stuff coming across the tiles to sweep people off. Uh, it just seems like a fun party game to play with a bunch of people. Um, and so you've yeah. got different special abilities, apparently. So uh, yes. you've got that too. Just the different Sumo balls have different yeah. and so it just it's like a lot of fun so i'm definitely gonna give that a shot whenever it comes out yeah what you got um, sam so i went ahead and wrote down the game vane v-a-n-e and this mm -hmm. was an interesting looking one because when it first started there's this bird flying and you see something drop and cody and i were oh. both like did that <laughs> bird just poop or was that like you thought he dropped a stick i thought maybe it was a feather <laughs> but there's a good chance that it well, poop so we we don't really was... know <laughs> We're like 10 seconds into the trailer, and I'm like, hey, Sam, like this isn't tied to what's happening in the trailer, but like, did that bird mistake shit, or is that, a, is that a stick? And you were like, I think that was a poop. And I was like, I'm glad we're on the same page here. Like, it really looks like that. weird. So I don't know. But the rest um, of the game is like very serious, and yeah. you're playing as a kid who you can turn into the bird. Like, apparently, the bird is also you. So that was really cool. Like, he came to, like, like a window and jumped out and turned into the bird and flew off. Um, and I kind of got a vibe a little bit like this is kind of like a limbo or an inside type of That's journey where too. this kid is, like, going through this stuff. But the bird mechanic made it look pretty cool. So it's something to keep an eye on. So. All right. And the last one for me, I have Ape Out. Um... So I saw this game last year. Uh, so pretty much you're a giant gorilla <laughs> and you're going through different levels and you have to just beat and murder a bunch of people to get through the level and get to the next one. And like, it's kind of like, see how far it's almost like a roguelike where it's like, see how far you go before you die. Mm -hmm. uh, because like, you know, these people got guns. So you need to pick up people and use them as shields, use cover, throw people. It just looks really funny. Like I was like, this is just seems like a really cool game. Um, and so that finally got a, announcement date and i did not write it down because i'm a bad person mm. uh, it's fine but i'm excited for it ape out looks amazing so yeah sam take it away it's all you yeah apparently i wrote down more than you okay so it's fine um there's a game called bury me my love that i talked about previously oh, it was a mobile game that i played and it's uh about a refugee who's trying to uh get to safety and her partner is still uh staying i don't remember which country it was in but they're still staying there and so you are texting back and forth and you're playing as the partner who stayed and you have to just deal with like getting reports back from your wife who's you know off going on sometimes really bad things sometimes it dies and then you have to start and try to like do it again uh but now so this game is coming to switch which is a good platform for it but i think they've, yeah. they've made some changes because in the mobile game it was mostly like a, a texting format ui for the whole game pretty much and like sometimes there'd be pictures and stuff uh but the way they showed this it looks like there's going to be very artistic backdrops that are going through as the story progresses and it won't be that text phone screen the whole time so it looks like it'll be a new 
really pretty um, way to, to present the game. So good for them for, for moving on to a new platform. Um, we'll just mention that the Anthem went ahead and made like a special six minute video for kind of funny where they're uh, kind of giving you a walkthrough and rundown of everything that happened in the Game Awards trailer. And they didn't want to like you you know use up precious time in the in the showcase so they just put that on their their YouTube uh so it's available for everyone to watch there but we saw just a snippet of it in the showcase and it was pretty cool and I thought it was really cool that someone as big as Anthem wanted to be involved in this so uh I did watch the video it's yeah. a lot of cool information in there he does talk about what we talked about earlier like the dominion and like how that guy's the leader of it so really cool information in there definitely go check it out it's only 6 minutes so. yeah yeah very cool um and then I, I wrote down the game Volpine, V-U-L-P-I-N-E. And this oh, one, yes. <laughs> again, I don't really know what this game is going to be about, but there you are playing as like a small animal, like it showed a fox or like a small uh, bear? bear, something small. I don't know. But uh, each of them has like a weapon in its mouth. Like the fox has a knife that it's holding in its mouth and like the bear had like this hammer thing. And it's, it's, I think it said a 32 player uh, environment. And so I guess you're these little animals with weapons and maybe you're going to be fighting. I don't know, but it looks really cool. Cause I like, I don't know. I like animals. So, um, so that'll be one to keep an eye out on as well. Um, so I wrote down something called Turbolance. Oh, Turbolance. So it was just another kind of like party game where it's four players on the screen. You're oh, riding yeah. like little motorcycles, but you have lances and you're just trying to like uh, kill each other first. And it seems like a pretty simple game, but it'd be a fun little party game. Um, and then there's something called Supermarket Shriek, which oh, I, yeah. I recognize this is like stupid, stupid, silly stuff, but it looked so fun. So if you're familiar with like the game show Supermarket Sweep, it's kind of similar to that. You're a person in a shopping cart that I guess is self-propelled. It's got a little, it, it motors along pretty fast there. And for some reason, you also have a goat in the shopping cart with you. And you just have to navigate through the level and there's obstacles. And like, again, like this will be thing like, well, you get to a spot on the floor and it'll just like have a spring that like knocks you up and just does different things like that. So it's just like a, a little traversal getting through the area game, but you're in a supermarket cart with a, with a goat, which is hilarious. Yeah. So... That looked really cool. And then the final one, the one that I'm most excited about, Housemark, which when I saw they showed some logos at the beginning of the showcase, I was like, oh, Housemark, what are they showing? Uh, which I knew about this game. I'd just forgotten about it. So their new game is called Storm Divers. They've moved away from the twin stick shooters. Uh, the Housemark is the one who made Resogun, which you know I love me some Resogun, so that's why I like Housemark. Um, but Storm Divers is a new battle royale game. And it's... It looks cool because it's kind of like a sci-fi battle royale. There's like jetpacks going on. Seemed more like kind of like laser weapons than regular guns. Yeah. Uh, it looked cool. So I'm excited about that. I, uh, you can go to housemark.com slash kind of funny to sign up for the beta. And so as soon as I saw that, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go sign up for this beta real quick. So I was trying to do it on my phone. But the stupid thing is like, it makes you go get your Steam like profile URL and like put that uh, into the thing before you can register. So I was like, God damn it. So 
After this, they went on to the new game Judgment from the Yakuza developers, and I wasn't mm. into that. I didn't care. So I was like, I'm going to go turn on my computer and get this thing started. So I didn't even realize that it wasn't a Yakuza game until I got back, but that's fine. Uh, for people who are into that, that one is pretty exciting. Um, and then just to to wrap it up, I'd say Kind of Funny did it the absolute right way, because everybody wants a little stinger at the end. And so they came and they're like, hey, thanks so much for everyone, blah, blah, blah. We've got one little thing for you. And it was Skybound has taken over the Telltale Games Walking Dead series. And they've brought back as many of the Telltale developers that they could. So they've got like at least 40 like, people. Yeah, like 41 people, I think they yeah. said. So that's yeah, really, so it's that's really cool that they got them back and got them working again uh, on their baby. So... Uh, they just showed like another trailer for the last season of The Walking Dead, and I think the next episode is coming out sometime in January. So that yeah. I mean that's a pretty big deal. So that was a really good thing to for them to end on, and like it was just a nice little stinger. And then it's like the screen came, thank you for watching, and like that was the end of the show. So let that be a lesson to you, Game Awards. Everybody wants <laughs> a nice little stinger at the end. Save something big for the end. You know, just go out with a bang. So yeah. They would announce that Marvel Ultimate Alliance at the end. Uh, I think you would have heard me like screaming from the heavens. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that kind of wraps up this like really nice three days of video game coverage. Like it's really cool. Whoa! Stop the presses. Let's not forget that. Well, by the time this uh, podcast comes out, oh, it will yes. be too late. But um, the night before Sunday, December 9th, CBS is airing the Gamer's Choice Awards, which kind of came out of the blue and no one really knew like what this is about. But yeah. I'm going to try to watch it and see uh, what it's about. Luckily, I don't have cable. I don't have anything. But like I have an antenna and like one of the channels I get is CBS. So I'm like, I think I should yeah, be able to go. watch this. So, uh, so we'll see what that's about. But yeah, just like this has been a great week for video games. Like so much going on. So much to be excited about. So. Oh, yeah. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Really exciting stuff. Like, a lot of cool stuff happened. Uh, once again, congratulations to all the winners of the Game Awards. Uh, thank you guys so much to the developers of the games from mm. Kind of Funny Game Showcase. Like, a lot of cool stuff. Um, but, yeah, if you'd like to tell us what you were excited for from these two showcases, uh, you can hit us up at contact at geekheartgames.com or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at geekheartgames. You can find our Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash geekargames. Find our YouTube videos. Uh, we're going to have some backlogs of our Twitch streams going up pretty soon um, at geekargames.com slash YouTube. You can join our Discord channel where we're always talking about a lot of cool stuff. Um, people posting things twice for some reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at geekargames.com slash Discord. You can buy us buy us you can you can buy me some merch i'm, buy I'm us cool a shirt, whatever. it's cool uh you can buy some of our merch at geekheartgames.com slash shirts if you do do that we thank you so much and last but not least i am at comic cody on twitter sam i'm at s-k-s-u-v-a-k did I miss something? I don't feel like I missed it. No, but it was just a real awkward transition. Yeah, like, last I, I thought I missed was something, and then I was like, I didn't miss anything. I don't know. It's fine. It's um, fine. And as always, if you can leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, whatever uh, podcast service you use, or leave us a like on YouTube. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for you know doing this 40 episodes. That's really cool. It's a big milestone. Um, here's to 10 more to 50, and then two more after that to 52, and 
think we're done yeah. after that, right? No, we said we we're gonna go to hundred, so you know we got. Oh, we did. To go. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, All right. Cool. Without further ado, Sam, take it away. We're just two geeks who heart games. Do 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 do. Make sure you have a water key. <laughs> Thank you.